What's up, everybody? Short and sweet, happy holidays. Here's a little bonus episode with Scott Henderson, who was our guest on the last episode. You know, we went deep with Scott for, man, a couple hours at his recording studio. And, man, was he getting some great tones. This is episode 104, and it's again brought to you by Vibes High Fidelity Earplugs. Just go to discovervibes.com. That's discovervibes.com. Put in the promo code guitar player, all one word, guitar player, and get 15% off and free shipping. Great earplugs. Gotta have some good plugs with you at all times, folks. You might as well check out Vibes. Anyhow, yeah, great hang with Scott Henderson, who has this great new album out called People Mover, which we got into on the last episode, 103. And what you're hearing right here, Scott would love to send you an autographed copy. Just head over to scotthenderson.net. I love these jams. Anyhow, today I would like to share with you a lesson that I did with Scott. I used to do this thing when I was the director of the guitar program at MI, Musicians Institute, a.k.a. GIT. This would have been about 2011, I think. It got like 1.3 million views on YouTube. But then we decided to take it down after a while. I think the simplicity of the lesson is one reason why I got so many dang views on the old interwebs. And um, these are just simple ways you can use the minor pentatonic scale that once you learn them, you won't forget. And the good news is you don't need your eyes to learn this simple lesson. And there's actually a reason why I wanted to uh, show you a little clip, as I did a minute ago or so, of Scott's incredible sound on the last episode at his home studio. And that's because, as a disclaimer, uh, the audio you're about to hear is from a video that was shot in mono and through like a cheap practice amp. Actually, Scott makes it sound pretty amazing, I must say. So the tone just doesn't compare to Scott with his Marshall at his studio running in stereo. I thought that sounded divine last week. So enjoy it. And if you're a really advanced player, you might know some of this stuff, but I think you'll still get a kick out of it because Scott's delivery and his rhythmic phrasing is so amazing. Maybe at the end, I will swoop back in and show you a couple of ways that Scott uses the same shape in major key situations, and then we'll take it out on a cool Scott Blues Jam from one of his earlier records where I think the playing is just insane and the tone is amazing. So let's jump right into it. I wish you all happy holidays. Oh, by the way, I was on Scott's podcast. You know, Scott has a podcast with the formidable Bruce Foreman and the great Troy McCubbin. These three guys have a podcast called Guitar Wank where they hang out in the, in the clubhouse and shoot the bull. And I was honored to be on that. I think it's the current episode, Guitar Wank. Had a blast over there. So anyway, a little preparation. This scale that Scott's going to be using, you all know it. It's the minor pentatonic scale. And in case there's any confusion, we start off in B minor. Actually, the whole lesson stays in a B minor jam kind of situation. 
but then Scott shows you how you can move that same shape up two frets and remain in B minor. And then, if it's not 100% clear, he takes that shape and moves it down to the second position, so down five frets, and plays the same exact shape at the second fret, all the while remaining in B minor. So that gives you everything you need to know in case there's any confusion. But I don't think there will be. This is one of those great lessons that once you hear it, if you didn't know it beforehand, well, you will never forget it. It's just too damn simple and too damn helpful for a guitar player. All right, thanks for listening. It's not required you have your guitar out, but that might be nice if you do. See you guys in 2020. Let's get in the jolly time travel copter today. It's a different one. And uh, we're going to head back to the concert hall at Musicians Institute one Saturday morning when the place was empty. And me and Scott and the great Keith Wyatt put this thing together for you. And I'm happy to revive it here today. Keep it alive till the year 2095, people. Hi, I'm Jude Gold, director here at GIT, the guitar program at MI, and I'm sitting with one of the most respected rock fusion guitarists in the world. He's also an instructor here, Mr. Scott Henderson. And we thought, actually, today, we'd kind of take you in the walls here at MI and show you some of the stuff that he might teach. And we thought we'd start, actually, with something that pretty much most guitar players, whether you're beginning or you've been playing 20 years, you probably use it a lot, the pentatonic shape. What's the basic shape, just to remind everybody? What everybody the knows the shape. What people don't know is that, is that you can move that shape to uh, different areas and get different sounds. Over B minor, you can play, you can play this shape. Or you can take that up a whole step and play it here. shape but you just get a series different series of, of sounds so you're starting on the ninth fret there the same shape yeah it's on the seventh fret put it up a whole step to the ninth fret the technical reason for that is because the notes in the B minor pentatonic scale come from the A major scale and these pentatonic shapes the B minor pentatonic shape the C sharp minor pentatonic shape and the F sharp minor pentatonic shape all contain notes from the A major scale so so if you want to look at it in more simple terms, anytime you have a minor chord and you're playing minor pentatonic, you can go up a major second to C sharp in this case, or up a fifth to F sharp, and they all so and they sound completely different. This one sounds like this. This one sounds like this. And this sounds like this. And they all have a different, a little bit of a different flavor because they're using different notes from the scale. Let's hear a little bit more of that. Just kind of go back and forth between yeah. those three pitches. In fact, what I'll do is I'll play maybe the same lick. I'll just play it in different places. Like I could play a simple, simple, simple lick like this. And I'll play it here. And I'll play it here. So they all sound a little bit different. If I do, here's a regular position, and this.
thing in those three different positions and you get three different sounds. Adds a lot of color to your playing. Very cool. Now, you know, another thing that I noticed you do a lot is you might take the same five notes that we're talking about here, but you'll group them in rhythmic ways without leaving 4-4, four, four, but group them in ways that make it more interesting. Yeah, you group. can put fives over four, sevens over four. If you take a lick like this, I think I learned this from John Schofield way back on from the Star People album on Miles Davis. This is, And I was a kid when that record was, was, was out. I was like, wow, what's that lick? And it's so simple. It's just a lick like, that goes like this. Now, normally that would be in four. And what I'm doing is leaving a rest at the end, like one, two, three, well, sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And instead of leaving a rest, I'm gonna get rid of the rest and just play it in seven, like You're this. Your metronome, three, four. So it turns around. You know, so you, so it so it sort of sounds like this. Of course, you can do it. And here, sorry, do it here. Or you can skip strings and maybe do it like this. And all I'm doing now is skipping over the B string and playing just the E string and the G string. And I can also do that on the B string and the D string. Or I can do it on the G string and the A string. And the B, lastly, the D string and the E string in the other position. So you end up with a wide variety of sounds like this. So, yeah, it's a nice little tool. I mean, if you do it too much, it sounds too patterny, but if you just throw a little piece of it here and there, most of the stuff that any kind of rhythmic stuff you do, you don't do it for very long. You just do it enough just to gain a little bit of attention and then you move on to something else. But all these little rhythmic tricks help. Um, some of these yeah. things that I do like, uh, so here's an interesting lick. And all that is is sevens, yeah. sevens over four. If you count the lick like this, I have to count it in seven. You be my guy, and I'll just say one, two, three, four, and you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You'll see what happens. One, two, three, four. So the lick is actually in seven, but if the you put sound, it over four... Yeah, the song is in four, you're playing it yeah. over a rhythm section that's... It backing. twists it around. Another thing you can do is do simple things like play it... Like say if you have a triplet, it's a very simple bend like this. It's just a simple triplet with three notes, okay? Now if you play any one of those notes twice, let's take this note and play it twice, it will turn around and be in a different place. 
So instead of being like this, so you can turn it around you're like that. Add, well, you're just adding it once in a while, adding an extra right. note. Now it's back where it was. I turned it around three times. It was the first way. I added a note, it was the second way. I added that note, it was the third way. Add an extra pulse and it shifts the whole exactly. thing over without changing the time. Exactly, yeah. Scott, I want to thank you very much for sitting down with us. And I think that anyone Pleasure. who's watching this, you'll see that even if it's just five notes, there are a million ways to approach them with the right mojo, all these different techniques, moving it around. You can have a ball with those things. And Definitely. Take it to the moon and it can last you a lifetime. Hey, Jude here. Okay, I think I just did a Hey Jude on myself. That's usually what other people do. And then, you know what, they often apologize because they feel like I must be so sick of that song reference, but A, it's a great song, and B, if I was sick of that phrase, man, I'd be in the loony bin by now. But I'm not. You can sing it to me if you want. It's all good. Anyhow, back to the pentatonic scale shape at hand. If you haven't messed around too much with moving it around, be sure to be thorough and also try the pentatonic shape in major keys. For example, here is a little groove in E major. We're gonna take that same shape that Scott was playing, play it at the ninth position, meaning of course your first fingers on the ninth fret, and you have an E major pentatonic scale. Of course it sounds more like E major if you emphasize the E's in it, such as the E root at the twelfth fret, the highest note of the scale. Again, let's move that. Try moving it up to the 14th position. So your first finger's on the 14th fret. Now you got a different kind of major sound. And of course, there's a way to make it work over kind of Lydian sounding major grooves. What if we had a more Lydian sounding major groove, meaning it had an A sharp in there? Well, you can get sort of a pentatonic Lydian sound by playing that same shape at the 11th position. The interesting thing about that one is it never actually hits E, the root of the E major scale. And of course, also try it at the fourth position or the 16th position, same thing, different octaves. This one has a very major sound, but like the previous one, does not hit the root. Well, if any of those major pentatonic doorways were new to you, hopefully uh, you can find some inspiration from them. They're hard to forget once you learn them. That's the cool part about them. Speaking of inspiration, 
as I mentioned as a bonus, 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 um, it would be cool to maybe check out this tune from Dog Party. If you never heard Scott's album from years ago called Dog Party, a lot of cool blues tunes on there with some funny dog themes. And this one's called Hole Diggin'. And the tone was so great and the playing so spectacular that I even asked Scott about it last time I saw him. I think he told me it was a matchless amp. I forget the guitar, but it's pretty blazing. All right, see you soon. Have a good one. Happy holidays. Help.